Good day, everybody. My name is Carlos. Welcome to My Life Without Limits. Another great episode we have unfolding here. And um, before we start uh, with our wonderful guest today, I want to introduce uh, all of you to our host that is always here with me and the brain <laughs> of the podcast, as I always say. And uh, yeah, so welcome, Leah. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. How are you? How was your birthday weekend? It was good. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I tried to not go too over, overboard and, and mm-hmm. just, just enjoying <laughs> it and resting and, and having a great uh, Thanksgiving as well. How about your Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was lovely. We got together with some family for a little hot dog roast at Laurier Park. And it was beautiful on Sunday. Absolutely beautiful. So it was nice to take advantage of that. That's amazing. I'm very yeah. happy that you enjoyed it. I didn't have my turkey, so but I, I end up having now we didn't either. Good we food too as well. So. <laughs> good food as well. But yeah, so let's let's move on to our guest, which you were able to find, I believe, as well. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I found her, but I've known her all, all along. Oh, okay. Just so funny. You, it's just you guys know each other for a while now. Then. Well, we okay. have through just through cerebral palsy, Alberta work. Oh, and I didn't put the connect the dots together, which my ADHD brain often doesn't. <laughs> so, um, yes, very happy to have Katie McMillan here. Um, her daughter Kelty has been part of our organization since. Oh my God, I remember in 2013 when she did a fundraiser in Edmonton, a hamburger fund. Oh my, oh, I just yeah. yeah. I Crazy yeah, seeing was, her. Kelty was born in 2010, and I think we joined this Cerebral yeah. Palsy Association of Alberta like that same year. Um, yeah. I think and have been members ever since. But yeah, when your name popped up um, when you reached out, I recognized it right away. And but I didn't remember the context, so it's right. not just your ADHD <laughs> brain. I had to go back and do a little email uh, search and found that we had absolutely communicated. You're right in 2013 about Kelty's yeah. Deluxe Burger. Uh, yes. fundraiser. Yeah, that was funny. And then we saw each other. We had that uh, pizza party. Um, yep. Not the one that we just had one again at, uh, outside at Rundle Park, but inside at Rundle Park, we had one. Yes. A few years ago. The, before yes. Well. Kelty and I caught the tail end of that. We had planned yep. to come and yeah, it's yep. a small world. It is. And I remember even then going, oh my God, I know who you are. And then here we go a few years later, I'm finding you again and going, oh yeah, I remember you. <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> we'll never yeah. let that go again. <laughs> no, cerebral palsy, bringing people together for years. It's great. Yes, it's yeah. so true. I've, oh, there's a lot of people, even through Kids Up Front Edmonton that we work close with, emailing yeah. with someone for months and months. And then all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, I think I know her. Because I saw her picture on social media. And I was like, I do, but I, I never really knew her closely. And I didn't know her last name, but yeah, it was funny. I was like, hey, I actually know you. <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah that's pretty great. cool. Well, welcome. Very excited to hear about your little a, a new venture that you have going on here. So why don't you just start with, I don't know, introducing you yourself and talk about your, your life sure. in the CP world a little bit. Sure. Well, it's directly connected um, to the the agency and the venture mm-hmm. we have going on right now. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, Katie, my name's Katie, and um, my daughter Kelty is. I have three kids. Kelty's my middle child. Um, she uh, was born in 2010, um, full term, but labor did not go as planned, mm-hmm. and um, we got our CP diagnosis when she was about six months old. Um, at the time, which was, I remember being very surprising to me, despite all the complications she had had when she was born, it was, I do remember it being very, like, I describe it as my jaw sort of hitting the floor, even though, you know, now I look back and think, oh, no, there were a lot of signs, especially she was my second kid, that would indicate. But yeah, I think I just, um, it was surprising at the time. And, and I think like, many parents who um, have children with disabilities come to understand is that despite it at first, maybe be initially being um, quote unquote, bad news. um, Mm -hmm. You learn pretty quickly that it's something that paradoxically you'd never change because it's just opened up so many 
interesting connections and doors and experiences and perspectives. And I don't know, the list goes on and directly connects with um, what I'm going to talk about what we're doing today. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if it weren't for um, Kelty and everything she's brought into my life. So I know that, you know, obviously you folks are surrounded by the disabled community, um, but it's such a beautiful wonderful amazing community that um i feel grateful to to be directly connected to so super cool absolutely Um, agree with that yeah so anyway um i mean to give listeners who aren't um sure what i'm talking about i mean the short version is is that um kelty's father and i actually just this past spring i guess it was june Mm -hmm. um started um a talent agency Uh, The difference being that the talent that we represent um, are all part of the disabled and neurodiverse community. Mm -hmm. Um, And the backstory as to how we ended up doing this um, is directly related to Kelty. I I think when she was around five, um, someone had posted on Facebook a Target magazine that was from Australia. Yeah. And there was, it was just a picture of the girl's clothing section. And there was a girl in a little orange crocodile walker mm-hmm. just standing there. There was nothing there was, they weren't calling out the fact that she was disabled. She was just part of the models. And I remember just, you know, going, wow, like mm-hmm. I love that. And you never see that. And I sort of filed it away as that's just so cool. I think I screenshotted it and saved it on my computer and thought oh, yeah. I'm going to show Kelty this when she's a little older. Um, And uh, flash forward to COVID, um, where we all had a little extra time on our hands. Yes, absolutely. That (laughs) that image of that little girl in the walker um, just bubbled into my mind. And I thought, you know what? I got some time. I'm just going to send a couple of pictures of Kelty to a modeling agency. And I literally was sitting down. I Googled modeling agencies Edmonton. And there wasn't anything that popped up. Well, there was, but it was nothing that was actually like, seemed like it was easy to contact or that represented children. Sorry, my music here. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that was. No, no problem. Our next video was uploading and it was stuck for the longest time, but now Mm -hmm. it's there. Okay, we're good. (laughs) No, no problem at all. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I just, um, this modeling agency, they're based in Calgary. It was a really easy application project process you literally upload a couple of photos mm-hmm. um, and I had these really nice photos from pre-covid when we did a family photo shoot so I just sent them off and I got the the, the agency got back to me right away um, we met set up a virtual meeting um, she met Kelty she said yeah we have we have a roster of kids she said Kelty's actually our first disabled kid um, but you know she's she's beautiful. She's interested. Like we'll put her on the roster and we'll just kind of keep you updated on what's going on. And so we were signed with them for about two years and we had like a handful of maybe even more than a handful of experiences, many of which were, were good, but mm-hmm. um, really left us feeling. Um, how do I put this? I think the best way to describe it was that um, they just, they being the agency and the people that we encountered along the way just didn't quite know what to do with disability. So Kelty did um, four fashion shows and uh, three different photo shoots, um, headshot sessions and and what have you. And for example, of the four fashion shows that we were involved in, you know, three of them did not have a ramp to get up the runway, Mm. Um, you know, despite knowing Mm. that there was a child in a wheelchair or, you know, the wardrobe choices, which are still mind boggling to me, but again, something mm-hmm. if you don't ever have to consider access needs <laughs> would consider, but you know, dresses that were just really difficult to get into or that hung over the side of her wheelchair and would get caught up in the wheels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, also, you know, as, as I mean, it was COVID, so things were slow. So I wasn't, and I wasn't putting a lot of pressure on this. I just wanted it to be something that Kelty could try and, and have yeah. a little confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but jobs would come through, you know, I'd get the emails saying, you know, if your child's available, we need a girl eight to 12 years old for a sport check ad or a combi or whatever. And I would respond whenever we were available. And there was a couple of times where there'd be questions that would come back from the agent about mm-hmm. Kelty. And I would send a picture, or a little description, and then I would just not hear anything after that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it mm-hmm. became quite apparent quickly that like, I think, like I said, I'll say it again, is they didn't quite know what to do with it, or it was just mm-hmm. an added layer of complication that they weren't quite prepared to deal with. So mm-hmm. 
I was just left feeling like, ah, this is the way it is. This is unfortunate. I'd love to change this. And mm -hmm. that was it. And then, but then we had, um, I, I booked a, 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 a headshot session for Kelty with a photographer that was an international children's photographer who was coming to Calgary, which was connected to the fashion show that we were going down for. So I booked in with her and uh, there was a little description box and I let her know that Kelsey was in a wheelchair and she called me right away and she said, I'm so excited to work with your daughter. Aww. I've phoned ahead <laughs> to the studio. I've checked, you know, like barrier-free access and what do you need and how she, she had just a bunch of questions. I was like, whoa, I was like, this is amazing. Wow. Like somebody just <laughs> acknowledging access needs like, yeah. Sort of um, and rare given our experiences. So we were excited mm -hmm. and we went down for this photo shoot and we really, um, uh, Kelty's dad, Austin and myself spent a good chunk of the session talking to this photographer. Her name's Tilly Nelson, and she's done a lot of her career based in, in London, in the UK, and has just in the last three years, I think moved to Vancouver, but she's done work. She said to us right away, she says, oh, well, I've done a lot of photography work for this agency that reps disabled talent and they're this and that. And she clearly had experience and Austin and I left going, well, let's find one uh, of those. Like why yeah. with, a, with an agency that, that reps disability. And so we just looked uh, and there wasn't one and we're like, mm -hmm. Oh, we don't, we don't have that in Canada. Yeah. And Austin and I were at a place, Austin, especially in our careers and timing and, and I'll give Austin the credit. He's the entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit of the two of us. Um, and he said, let's just, let's just do it. Let's, let's just, just do it. Start one. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's crazy. And I've been a teacher my whole life and I can't yep. do that. Um, so the imposter syndrome was pretty real for me and yeah. still is. <laughs> and so maybe I'm new to the fashion world, but I am not new to the dis disabled exactly. world that we're in there. So yeah. the pieces just sort of fit. And then, you know, like I said, it's only been four, four and a half months that we've been at this and the response is what makes it so incredible mm -hmm. because I mean, I think Austin and I are a joke, but it's not even a joke as we have yet to hear. No, like everybody that we talk to about this photographers, people yeah. in the industry, um, disabled individuals, media, everybody is just like, we need this. Yes, this is yes. great. Like it's just green lights all the way. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it just reaffirms, we knew it, but it reaffirms that um, our world is Canadian media anyway, is yes. in desperate need of this. I would argue that many places in the world need this, but we yep. here in our sphere of influence are, are in need of this. And it's been really fun and exciting and interesting. And yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys jump in with questions. I could ramble on. <laughs> oh, I, I know. know. No, that's exciting. I've been very interested to learn more uh, about it. And I've noticed your roster growing and, and going yeah. through it. I'm like, Oh, I know her. Oh, yeah. been, and, oh, I know them. And then of course I even said to Carlos, I was like, hey, maybe you should apply. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so fascinating to me because uh, it just marries a lot of things um, in mm -hmm. one go. So, uh, you know, any parent wants to make the world a better place for their kids. I would yeah. say that that becomes very important when you have a child with a disability mm -hmm. um, and every parent who a lot of parents, I mean, they want to do something, you know, so you see the GoFundMes and the fundraisers and the blogs and the, and, you know, I went through all of those things. I mean, the burger campaigns, you just want to do something to, you know, just make the world better or give your child that confidence. And, and, um, so many endeavors are so wonderful, but this, um, is what I, I what makes me so passionate about it is because mm -hmm. I feel like, representation matters. The whole reason this agency exists is because I saw that little girl in yeah. a pediatric walker. Yes. And if I can add even one more of those images into the world, it's going to be worth it. And I know that that's like, we've already added a bunch of new images into the world. And so, you know, I did notice as well, like, I think we have the, the beauty of this play on words because agents represent people right so our mm -hmm. our representation matters is our tagline because yes. in this particular scenario or any minority group representation matters because and I've seen it so viscerally with Kelty you know she's 12 now she's coming of that age where it's like why am I different why am I in a wheelchair and there's been mm -hmm. tears and the only thing despite the fact that I think my my parenting skills should remedy everything they don't <laughs> I know. And the only thing that pulls her out of a moment like that is when I like 
pull up the internet, social media, yeah. and I go hashtag cerebral palsy adult, hashtag cerebral palsy girl, hashtag orthotics, And I pull up images of other mm-hmm. people in the world that look like her. Yeah. And it instantly changes her attitude, which is like so incredible. So the fact that that's really what our mission is with Kello Inclusive, the agency, mm-hmm. is to just do more of that. Um, it's, it's so great. And then the, what's interesting is, you know, we don't have to convince, uh, folks in the disabled community that this is needed. You know, they're all like, uh, yeah, we'd love to see more people that look like us in a real professional, like, let's get away from the tragedy. Let's get away from the inspiration. Let's just like, we're smart. We're talented. We're awesome. We have so much to offer. Like, let's just show that because Mm -hmm. we're great. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other people that you're trying to convince, and sometimes it's not, it doesn't take as much work as I would think is the rest of the world that understands how important inclusion is. And we've come so far with body diversity and ethnic diversity. And I I mean, body size, not yeah. Disability. Mm -hmm. Um, we've come a long way in those parts, but disability still gets left behind because it's this big question mark. There's so much variety and things you need to consider. And as an agent, who is also the mom of a disabled, like you just get to know the questions to ask. If you mm-hmm. are a person with a disability themselves, you also yeah, get yeah. to know those questions. And until you spend time in those circles, so just organically through this work, you know, every time I go to a photo shoot, organize a photo shoot, talk to a brand, you know, there's advocacy work built right into it because you're talking about these things that just don't get talked about. So there's like, the representation of seeing somebody in the media, but then there's this like organic built-in advocacy that is so beautiful. <laughs> like, right. It's that's true. Yes. You know, you're teaching them how to just do it. Even when you're not there, yeah. they'll be prepared to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I've yeah. had questions from photographers, makeup artists, mm-hmm. um, assistants to be like, so how do you ask, or what do you say when you talk to somebody with a disability or is the word special needs? Okay. I'm like, actually, they don't really love that. Like, let's not be patronizing. Let's talk, you know, and all of that stuff that I've learned, you know, the best tool I ever had for learning, love the medical community, but honestly, just talking to people with disabilities Mm -hmm. really taught me the most. It was only Mm -hmm. honestly, embarrassingly, it was really only about two years ago that that dawned on me, right. Where I thought, I'm learning all about my child and and what it means to be disabled through folks who aren't disabled. I'm like, maybe I should go to the source. <laughs> I know right? people <laughs> who actually experience it. Um, so I, you know, again, before this agency was a thing, I just started, I created a whole account just to follow disabled content creators and yeah. reach out and connect with. And the education I got from that was just invaluable. Like, I mean, I became a better parent, a better person. I mean, just, mm-hmm. I listened right to people's yeah. lived experiences and I carried that and I, you know, coming away from that, I just wanted to do whatever I could to amplify those voices. And again, you know, I had all these brainstorms about, well, I could have my own social media account and I could, you know, this, I could, I, you know, I gave a talk at teacher's convention last year to try to mm-hmm. share some of the things I'd learned from the voices of these um, adults with disabilities and people with disabilities And I got a lot of great feedback, but like back to the agency, like there's so many like more casual, less formal conversations that happen because if you're going to include disabled individuals in your marketing advertisement media, those questions come up organically and people kind of have to listen and learn. And that's really cool. I don't know. It's been so interesting. And then the, the other piece, the little trifecta. So there's the, the representation, there's the mm-hmm. built-in advocacy. And then there's just like with Kelty, I see it is there's the confidence yes. that mm-hmm. she's gained. Mm-hmm. And then there's this connection. Like we went to a, we, we were doing a photo shoot. We had um, a local Edmonton designer, Emmy DeVoe. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she provided a bunch oh, of wardrobe. Yeah. We had nine wheelchair users at this photo shoot. And Kelty just came to kind of be part of it, be there. And everybody took a break at lunch and I'm, you know, I heard someone or I read a blog, I think years ago that said, Hey parents, you know, you want to do something great for your kid, mm-hmm. like get them some disabled friends and mentors. Like that's <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking and, you know, Kelty's having lunch with six adult wheelchair users who are beautiful and talented and mm-hmm. competent. And like, she's just 
absorbing everything. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't have created this organically. Like this, I don't know how I yeah. would ever design this in any way. So there's just been just this, Aww. so many wonderful things. <laughs> that, no, that's beautiful. And I know mm-hmm. that, I know another young girl from Fort McMurray, um, Sasha. Well, I think she lives in Edmonton now who found that same with the roulettes. She's a dancer. So she yes. went and connected with the roulettes and did a course with them. And yeah, she found that same kind of confidence through there and had a girl on Facebook too today, reach out. She's from a little inlet somewhere here in Alberta. I can't remember the name, but she's like, are you able to connect me with somebody else with CP? I've never met anybody, you know, and I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. I can connect you with so many people. <laughs> it's so interesting. And I, 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 I actually wrote an email not that long ago to somebody, I think it was at the CP association, I would say a couple of years ago, just to be like, Hey, basically the same question. Can you connect me? And, and, and she absolutely did. And I met for coffee with a few different families and it was, it was great, but it was, it was, it was difficult as it always mm-hmm. is organized and get lives and connect together. But yeah, this work that the agency did, I mean, I've just seen a lot of connections come from it or like the more mm-hmm. events or social events or a photo shoot or whatever. And you, I just, the community aspect, yeah. even in just four and a half months. Good. Beautiful. So I don't know. I just have yet to find, I mean, apart from the fact that it's a lot of work, work doesn't feel like work when you mm-hmm. are passionate about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. So it, it's what it's just great. It's it's awesome. And and we are set up like so we did set up uh Kello Inclusive as a as a nonprofit um on purpose in the interest of trying to, you know, like open ourselves up to some of that grant money that might be available yes. um, to help grow this. And um we've been focused on trying to just kind of proof of concept over the last four months, meaning we really wanted to show what professional imagery of disabled folk can look like, like, like I said it briefly, but just getting away from those horrible, you know, I tragedy or inspiration. And like, that's yeah. all we get so often yeah. with disability and trying to move away from that and really um, open ourselves up. And, and proof of concept is when you see the images, like if you look mm-hmm. on our website and some of those, like, you're just like, oh, like, yep. Like, you know, and I think it's so important to have that imagery in the world. And also we are selective with, we don't really advertise that we're as a nonprofit because the last thing we want is for anybody to say, oh, they're a charity. Oh, look at those people helping those poor disabled folk. No, like you'd be lucky to work with the talent on our roster because they're awesome. You know what I mean? There's nothing. So, but, but being set up as a nonprofit also gives us that, like, you know, there's, there's lots of, um, grant money available for that are trying to support minority groups and especially disabled is often called out as one of them, if you're supporting Mm -hmm. of that. So we're just really hoping that, you know, through the natural interest of where the world is at and recognizing we need this plus potentially some, you know, um, funding and grants that are available as a, as a nonprofit, like this isn't about money for us. It's truly about it, it just yeah. better and more representation of, of disability in the way that the world needs right now. So it's true. I was looking at stock photos today on Canva and there was one, it was so beautiful. And I was like, Oh, I want to use this one. But the little girl was in a wheelchair that you, you know, wasn't hers. Cause like the arms came up so high. It was like a hospital wheelchair. And I was mm. like, that's so it's too bad because the mom was so beautiful. Like they just looked, it was such yeah. a nice photo, but isn't it shocking yeah. that we haven't gotten away from that? Like what my two recent examples, well, actually, so my sister, a friend of hers that she lived with in university, mm-hmm. he is not disabled. Um, and he worked for, this was quite a few years ago now. It's probably like nine or 10 years ago, but still not that it's the recent past. He's yeah. not disabled. And he worked for Edmonton transit ETS. And they wanted to do a little feature, a little commercial, um, of showing ETS's accessibility. So they used Paul. They did not get a wheelchair user. They put Paul in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he was on the side of a bus in a wheelchair. Do you know how many calls he got being like, Paul, what happened? What like, happened? Were you, you know, and he, yeah. and I'm thinking at the time, I remember not even really thinking too much about it. This was Kelty was, I don't even know if Kelty was born at this point. Uh, maybe just, but just not connecting those dots. And yeah. I look at it so differently now being like, why would you, why would you not get an actual wheelchair user or yes. the, show, the, the show Superstore on, on Netflix, yeah. Yeah. the fella in the wheelchair, he's not, 
yeah he's not disabled and I'm like it's 2022 people like yes how are we not there yeah I always look at movies and and when there's somebody yeah with a disability I'll I'll research it and and take a look and see if they actually are rep you know and um decides whether I'm gonna watch it or not because if it's if it turns out to be like all that issues with Sia and her yeah music movie where she you know with with autism and yeah. even though the actress is a beautiful girl and she is a beautiful dancer and whatever, she doesn't have autism. So she should not yeah. be in that movie. And just the representation wasn't good. It's interesting. I saw a meme that made me laugh, but it was calling this exact point out. It was, how did it go? It was basically, there was a, an actor. It was, it was a convert, an actor who was meant to be playing a, a blind person talking mm. to a blind person being like, so can you tell me what it's like to, you know, not be able to see when you, you know, and the, and the blind, the, <laughs> the blind person is talking and, you know, the under the caption underneath is like, why don't we just cast the visually? Yeah. Like, why not? Like, why not? Why <laughs> not? Why not? You know, <laughs> and it's just a question that we don't seem to ask, but anyway, you know, that that's kind of, um, you know, when we started this, our, our vision was modeling. We thought, let's just stay in our lane. Like let's stick to, but it's very clearly turned into more than that. And I think it's again, an acknowledgement of almost every arena of media is recognizing the importance. Like, you know, we've gotten in four short months, we've gotten some cool things have happened. Like we've gotten calls from casting directors for TV shows in Ontario. We've gotten contacted by, um, for voice acting auditions for cartoon series of characters that will be disabled and they want to cast disabled voice actors. Yeah. Um, We've had um, like Vancouver fashion week. So there's the clothing and fashion side of it has reached out to us to ask what we've got there. We've had um, disabled individuals um, who just found us organically. Like we, Mm -hmm. we've just, we recently signed a, a former para athlete, Paralympian, actually, she, mm-hmm. um, who just was in Googling inclusive agency and she was like, couldn't find one, but you guys popped up and, you know, I'm really excited. So there's, you know, and like, so it, and then there's the, the content creation, which for, um, disabled folk is actually a really accessible form of, you know, like there's a lot of disabled influencers, content creators out there, a, because, you know, the, the access piece, physical access piece is so, you know, obviously you're in the comfort of your own home or where you are most comfortable and then you're creating Mm -hmm. content, but a lot, what some feedback we've gotten is, you know, it's getting to the point with influencing and content creation where agents um, actually make a real difference in being able to broker brand deals and, and, you know, actually support making a living off this. Um, And we didn't, when we first started this, we like, again, I thought, what I, I haven't, I know, I, I know nothing about influencing, <laughs> know, right. But you learn really quickly because it's needed. Yeah. There's a gap there. And yeah. um, again, we just want to support, um, we just want to support people being able to increase representation, make a living, you know, and, and actually get disabled folk to feel like this is a viable and sought after an important career path. Like, yeah. Because, you know, some of the feedback we've gotten is, oh, you know, I didn't even think that I could do that. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't even think that that would be an option for me because I'm a wheelchair user or because of this or because of, yeah. you know, and just knowing that that even has become an option is pretty exciting. So it really is. Yeah. Carlos, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, feel free. Always. We're always looking, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, it just, just, you know, and we are careful to, it has to be. It has to be something of it, you know, just be just like anybody, just because you're a certain, you look a certain way, or you are disabled or whatever, doesn't mean you're going to be a great actor or even want mm-hmm. to. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like I know that I check myself often, you know, I was very excited for Kel to get into modeling, but I would check in with her and be like, do you want to do this? You like, mm-hmm. do this? Yeah. is this fun for you? Like, yeah. you know, and she does like it, but you have to, but, but when you have that, that, you know, we just actually applied to a, a pretty large grant for a large grant with the Canadian mm-hmm. Media Fund. Um, and we were just talking, you know, in some of the questions that were being asked is to describe like, why, like, why would we as trying to do what we're doing need need money? And it's like, well, you know what, the barriers to access mm-hmm. for a disabled person, it's like, it's so cyclical. It's like, we know we need more 
inclusion, but because they don't consider that a viable career path, they're not doing the training. They're not doing, you know, they're not seeking it out. So then when you go to find somebody, they don't have nearly the length of a resume of right. their non-disabled peer. Um, so, you know, to be able to, if we can also, you know, help with training and getting better. So if someone genuinely has yeah. an interest, like Kelty wants to be a model, but, you know, we now want to be able to have some extra, like try to bridge that gap of why she would not be, have the same amount of experience as a non-disabled peer, mm-hmm. because it wasn't even an option. So parents didn't even think about it or, you know, so yeah. to fill some training voids and have people actually, you know, pursue it in a real way to kind of balance the scales a little bit, I think is also another kind of cool piece, piece of no. this, you know, Carlos, if you want to get on board, please. <laughs> I'll definitely Still take it out. Definitely, I'll definitely take it out because I, I used to love acting and drama. I took a lot of drama courses. I took a lot of acting stuff. Amazing. I took a lot of stuff like that. So you, you know, have training. Yeah. Fair. You know, I, like as if I, I was filling in this form. You know, it was like often for good reason. People come to us without a lot of experience or training. Mm-hmm. You have. I do. Your background. I do. I do. I do. A lot of acting, and I did a lot of. I wrote a play, so I I, I have done a lot of stuff that I that I done. In so the you past. must know Carly Nice then. Carl, yes, I do. Carly, yes. I do know Carly. <laughs> she's not on our roster but we love her she helped orchestrate she's like been a she was one part of one of our photo shoots and mm-hmm. i don't know Kel, kelty actually met her and super connected with her but uh, anyway we went and saw her play you just went yes play uh the yeah. tune to a yeah and oh man was that exciting a friend of mine whose son is has cerebral palsy um, sent me the link and I read the description and it was like a coming of age play of a adolescent in junior high who's a wheelchair who has cerebral palsy and I was like oh my god this play was written for <laughs> what is that amazing exactly right yeah um, but it was it was again just before this agency thing kind of came to fruition and we went and saw it and it like representation yet again for the win because she saw Harley. You know, doing her thing on stage and just like rapt attention. Like this was like so amazing for her to see. So anyway, I didn't mean to sidetrack the oh, conversation, no, no, that's fine. but it, this is <laughs> like yeah, like oh, more of that in every way possible. Every way possible, yeah. And if people come to you with no training, do you refer them to some classes or do you guys do we, any bits of training? Great question. Um, I have no business training anyone because <laughs> I <laughs> not an actor or a model myself. However, um, we're working on that right now. Actually, so that's oh, cool. some of the grant money that we're applying for is to try to get some access to training and stuff. But again, with, with, you know, in this, like we're, part of our spiel is like, you know, like when I submitted, I submitted like six voice acting auditions mm-hmm. uh, for a, an animated series. And of the six, only one um, had actually had experience with doing any kind of voice acting. But I left a note along with the auditions um, that basically just said, you know, just so you know, these are like most of this is the first time doing this for these reasons. We're working on bridging that gap. But like equal opportunity has not really been a thing in this industry for a while. Mm -hmm. So, again, as an agent, if I'm doing my job, that advocacy work and that explanation and that bringing people up to speed on that, because anybody that views, you know, someone in that position is, Oh, well, why don't you have as much experience or why are you even doing this? If you're just entering it, you know, 25 years old to try voice acting for the first time or whatever um, Mm -hmm. they need that, that kind of education. And and the response I got was great. was like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for submitting these, you know, and it's a little bit of calling it out and people get it and hopefully we'll, we'll work to change it as we talk about it more, I think I'll, I'll definitely get, get your email because I know of a teacher that might be able to be useful for, for your company. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she might be retired, but I'm pretty sure she does a lot of volunteer work still and, and a lot of stuff going on on, on awesome. the side. She's yeah. a, a, a acting singer teacher and she's a, she's a really good, good teacher. She taught me great things. Myself. Oh, that's awesome. And, well, then you would know yourself how powerful it is to have someone who just has worked with folks who are disabled or have yeah. disability. Yeah. It's a big difference, right? Like it's oh, yeah. just like that photographer who I, you know, kind of the sparked all the inspiration for all of this 
was just the fact that she'd done it before and she asked yeah. a few questions that no one else was asking. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was hugely powerful, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, Kelty had a teacher, it was last year, she's in grade six and she came home and she was so excited. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, we had a substitute today. I was like, kids usually hate substitutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, amazing. Oh, like, you know, like just, oh, wow. you know, I don't that's even awesome. know what she learned that day, except for the fact that like, there was a teacher in a wheelchair and she had never seen that before. That's awesome. I was, that's awesome. I loved it. I loved it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that is very cool. Awesome. So the, your roster that you, um, so people, is it just visible disabilities or is it also invisible disabilities, neurodiverse? I know you've mentioned what a neurodiverse. Great question. Um, Austin and I have recently been having this conversation a lot. So, I mean, what we know for sure is that there is no agency in Canada. There's a few agencies in Canada, small few, mm-hmm. that would consider themselves to be inclusive agencies. And what that looks like generally could be sexual diversity, body size diversity, ethnic diversity, and disability is a little part of that. Yeah. Um, which is great. We are the only agency that exclusively, like we're exclusively inclusive with disability. We've also included neurodiversity in there, which we think is a really important part of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. However, um, one thing that's really important right now at the stage we're at is the visible difference, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Like, I think that having autism or ADHD or um, generalized anxiety disorder or schizophrenia or any other, like, yes, the support is needed and the Mm -hmm. advocacy work is needed in that arena just as much. But in turning, in changing kind of social attitudes about physical disability, mobility aids, hearing aids, um, you know, Down syndrome, for example, that genetically, um, the, 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 the visual appearance that comes with genetic differences there, you know, that piece of representation, I think right now is our focus because I think the world needs to be brought up to speed on that at first. And the biggest reason is just this question of access, right? Like this would not be surprising to you, but that whole like medical model versus the social model, like it's not what's wrong with the person who's disabled, it's what's wrong with the world. And the world doesn't even think about changing until they are engaging with someone who needs to, who has those access needs. And not that they Mm -hmm. don't apply to the diverse, they absolutely do. But in an image, Mm -hmm. in a picture, we want that to be the forefront. We want to see those visual differences. Yeah. Um, So does that mean we would not rep somebody that was neurodiverse? Absolutely not. We think that support Mm -hmm. and advocacy work is there. But as far as the images that we want to get out there, at least what we're kind of really focused on is the, is the visibly different and, and visible disabilities, which yeah. often is physical. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. It, if that's 100%. Uh, makes yeah. Sense. Makes sense. yeah. That yeah. makes sense to me. Oh, I just think it's amazing. Honestly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. You know, it's interesting. Cause it's, it's truly like, like I said, like people who get it, get it so easily. Like, parents of kids uh with disabilities disabled individuals people who work within the disabled community like everyone's like yeah Yeah. duh and that doesn't surprise me because we're all up to speed on that and probably have for a while it's the response from the outs like the brands and the photographers and and people who aren't there that's what's been the most exciting part because everybody not that you look like a real jerk if you're like uh we don't need that you know (laughs) But it, it's been more organic and real than that. Like people are kind of, going, oh, I didn't even think that's so interesting. And I've learned so much and absolutely. And, you know, and it's just been, it, I don't know, that is the coolest part of this is, is convincing the people that we knew we had to change minds. Uh, and, and even people like, you know, and I'm, I'm the first one to admit, like my slogan on my coffee mug at work is like, no better, do better. Right. Like, right. honestly, yeah. three probably when I first met you, Leah, like, I was doing all the things like I referred to myself as a special needs parent. I centered myself in the disabled experience. I thought I knew all the answers to all the questions because I had a disabled child. Well, I'm not disabled. I don't know. I know my experience, but I don't know, you know, and it's taken me years of learning and growth and fixing and editing my own internal dialogue to, to change. And there's probably still a lot of learning I have to do. Um, but watching a few people that I've met through these experiences, watching them change, even just a smidge, even if it's just yeah. 
you know, deleting the euphemisms or, you know, saying wheelchair user instead of, you know, bound to a wheelchair, some, you know, like little tiny things. I feel so good about those changes that I get to witness, um, which is cool. And then the learning I do along the way as well. Mm -hmm. No, I, I still learn a lot too. Yeah. Um, just things that I don't think about. I posted, um, like an article on makeup that was the disabled community said was accessible. Like it was adaptive, like it was easy to hold. And then somebody had replied and said, but what about the smell? And what about like, is it sensitive for your skin? Cause some people are very sensitive to smell. And I was like, of course, like I, I never thought of that. And so it's not fully inclusive until, you know, people got to think about the sensory things as well. And I was like, yeah, thank you very much for pointing that out. And, and that's the right mindset, right? Like it's a growth mindset that is important to understand that we can all do better. I have a great story, like thinking I'm like, so this was literally like, I don't even know, not that long, six months ago. Mm-hmm. So right. I think I've learned so much. I've been talking to the disabled community. I'm getting better. I've gotten better with yeah. my language. You know, I'm understanding the, all the things and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on to this. Mm-hmm. So I show Kelty this presentation that I was going to give at teacher's convention earlier this year. And I thought, well, if I'm going to talk about disability, I better run it by my disabled kid. And right. like, <laughs> so she like goes through this PowerPoint with me she said, mom, I love it. It's great. She had some feedback that was awesome. But what divulged after was a conversation about, she would ask, and that answer hasn't changed, but it's gotten more detailed over the years when she asked me, mom, why am I disabled? Um, You know, at first it used to be, oh, there was an accident when you were born. And, you know, as she's gotten older, I've been able to answer that question. So again, after this presentation, she asked me, why am I disabled? And so we start having this conversation about, you know, the, well, there wasn't, you were everything was good, but there was an accident when you were born and, you know, there was oxygen that was cut off to your brain and, you know, and we're talking Mm -hmm. about this and she kind of paused and she said, mom, if I have a baby, will they be disabled? And I immediately said, oh, honey, no, like, like there's like, there's nothing genetic about this. There's Mm -hmm. nothing, you know, to say that your child will be disabled. And she bursts into tears. And I was like, what have I said? Like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And it took me a little while. And I said, I said, Kelty, I said, do you want your child to be disabled? And she nodded and she said, yes. And I was like, of course you do. And I'm like, and then I said, maybe I was like, your, your kid might be disabled. Like you, and she was like, good. Like, like, and I thought, so interesting. what I'm such a a hole. I'm like, I just made the assumption that having Mm. a child with a disability is this tragic fate that no one would ever want. And I said to her in that moment, I apologized. And I said, no, hun- I said, of course your, your child could be disabled. And I would be honored to have a disabled grandchild yeah. one day and having you is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. And why would I ever, and I, I was just, but it shook me because yeah, I was like yourself sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I had just, I didn't even think about that assumption that, 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 how that would come across to her. Yeah. And so as much learning as we all do, there's always room. <laughs> there is. There's Even you room. telling it, I was like, I don't, I'm trying to think of what the issue was. And I'm like, what, what, what would her issue yeah. have been? And then I went, oh, okay. I get it. Cause yes. Oh, it was a huge <laughs> moment for me. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I know so much. I know nothing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. honey. <laughs> because society, society still thinks that having a disability is wrong. Yeah, I know. So. So when you when you have a child, you always you always ask, I want my child to be to grow and to be healthy and to have mm-hmm. the full length of birth and to be fine. But yeah. what happens if it's not the right length of birth mm-hmm. or if it's not or if it's like healthy, which she had complications after birth and mm-hmm. she ends up having CP? It, it's it's okay because she's still living a full life. So oh what's God. wrong? What's wrong with that, right? And so, some would argue, uh, like for my our family, a a better life. Like I I fully am feel grateful to have her in my life and everything I've learned. I say all the time. People always ask me of my three kids, "How's Kelty doing?" Right, and it's always well intentioned. They want to check. She's mm-hmm. the one with the disability. They want to check in, and I'm always like, "She's fine. She's actually my healthiest kid. She's the most mentally robust, like optimistic, yeah. happy all the time." Yeah. She's never sick. Like she literally never gets sick. She's just like, I'm like, 
I always respond with Kelty's fine. Jack, on the other hand, <laughs> asthma. We had him in emerge. He's always sick. You know, like he's he's. You know, I'm like, but it's so interesting yeah. that like she truly is my healthiest kid. Like I would yeah. say that in so even despite you know the disability yeah. piece, like whatever. She, that's just who she is. It's great. Yeah. But it's so true. <laughs> I think that's going to open up a lot of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's the chicken thinking. or the egg. Like, like I, I often think, so I have a 14 year old, right. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, as you know, I mean, all teenagers, but she, you know, there's, there's, there's anxiety, there's insecurity, there's, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's lots of stuff. And Kelty is just like the most chill. Everything's good life. Like, like Kel- we have a shirt that says best day ever, because every time I get home, it's like, how was your day? Best day ever. Damn. Like, oh. I, love- I was so worried about her going into junior high. She started grade seven. Like first day in, I was like, how was school? Like you're, you know, she's in her power chair, a lot of more independence this year, whatever. She's like, I love it. It's great. Like, what, what, <laughs> like, what are you worried about? Feel? Best. <laughs> I have friends. Everyone loves me. I'm awesome. Like, Did she have to go to a new school or was yeah. she staying in this? Oh, so it was a whole new, my daughter started grade seven this year as well, but it was just moving upstairs from yeah. the K to no, brand new but... school. And again, not disabled. Grade seven was the worst year of my life. Right. And yeah. I, yeah. for many people, so I'm like projecting thinking like, okay, I had a terrible grade seven year. I'm not disabled. I didn't have the extra layer of people of feeling different or whatever. And she's just like, she's connected with a couple of kids mm-hmm. who are not wheelchair users, but have some neurodiversities. And mm-hmm. like, she's got, like, the kids never had trouble making friends. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. so when I think, so again, chicken or the egg, like, is she so mentally robust because she's had challenges that she's had to deal with? Did I just luck out and get a kid who just deals with stuff really well, who also happens to yeah. be in a <laughs> I, I have no idea, but I'm very grateful because yeah. she's I know, involved. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm thankful. I know grade seven. I know I was worried about it too. Cause I mean, I spent six years with my daughter coming home early all the time, missing so much school from anxiety and then trying to figure out. And then we can't got into ADHD diagnosis and anxiety and depression. And I was so worried about this year, but she is thriving and drama is helping for sure. Like her confidence. And awesome. she's been helping a a girl that has moved here from Ukraine. So she's helping her get through. And I'm like, it's giving her that little bit of confidence and it's just, yeah, grade seven has started off so great. And I, yeah, I'm so happy to hear that same, same here. Like it takes a weight off when your kids are doing okay in school. And, and, you know, I had, and Carlos, maybe you can, um, uh, confirm this, but, or, or weigh in, but Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, again, Kelty was quite small and I was speaking to a, um, a woman um, who has cerebral palsy. And I just was asking her, like, what was your experience like in school? Like, what was that? What was that like for you? Mm-hmm. And she, she had said to me something that made me feel really good. She said, you know, she said, I didn't have a lot of friends. She said, but the friends I did have mm-hmm. were tight, like solid, mm-hmm. just good friendships. And it's that just hit me because, you know, again, seeing my older daughter, you know, you know, she, she has lots going for, there's a lot, like she's great, but at the same time, like the friendship can be, you know, like girl drama and not That's trusting awful, and, awful. you know, who's, mm-hmm. you know, just stressed in that mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. I have yeah. never, and Kelsey doesn't have, she's not friends with everybody, but the core group she does have is just mm-hmm. so tight. Like they are so tight. tight. And I just affirmed what this, um, this woman had said to me. And I thought, yeah. you know, having all the friends, doesn't make life necessarily better or easier did you what was your experience well when I went to elementary I didn't have many friends when I was in elementary up to like when I was in seventh grade I started to get more friends but as as you're as you just mentioned with the experience of Kelty uh with the friends I have now it's very very tight even here in Canada and in Mexico because I have I was born in Mexico, so I'm, I'm friends over there and I'm friends over here, but oh. they're very they're very tight because we we grew up as as truthful as we can and 
my family always used to say, if your personality is open and you are open with your personality and just the way you are, people mm-hmm. just will just come to you. You don't even have to make an effort. Just people will come to you, regardless of, of whether you have crutches, wheelchair, a walker, or whatever it is. And I found that out when I first came to Canada, I was really afraid of what's going to happen. Am I going to have friends? Am I not going to have friends? I didn't have the best of luck back at home. Uh, I did have a big amount of friends, but it wasn't like the huge amount of friends. It was just a very tight friend. Am I going to have the same situation? And my mom said to me, just be you, just be yourself. And when I came to Canada, I was just myself. And I started to see that people came to me. People just wanted to know who I was, how I was. And then people wanted to be friends. People started talking. Yeah. And then that's that's what happened. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. That's that's so that affirms what I had heard. And you know, I when I think about it, you know, at least with what I've seen with Kelty, is like there's no other reason that someone would want to be friends with Kelty other than the fact that they just love her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, I'm a high school teacher, I see it all the time. People will be friends with certain people because of whatever status they think it brings, or you know, oh, I want to be friends with the sports team because then this or that, or and there's always that sort of layer of like, oh, can I? Can I trust why someone wants to be in my company? Mm-hmm. It's hard to worry about that. And nor have I as her parent. I'm like, when, her, like, you know, she had a friend over last weekend and I just think, oh gosh, this is just so organic. Like they just want to be here because they love Kelty. And that's yeah. like, that's how it is. And so that is again, the, one of a, a little hidden perk to this, this living as a person with a disability is like, you know, despite all the stigma that society has, if you have somebody that's your friend, it's because they love you and yeah, that to be able to trust yeah. in that, in that friendship. It's, it's very cool. That's yeah. So true. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, this has gone by very fast. Very, There's very so fast. much to talk about, but we do have to ask you um, yeah. about life without limits and, you know, your perspective and whether it's from your own life or from being a mom to Kelty, about what life without limits means to you. And if you think you're living your life without limits. What a great question. <laughs> it's our favorite. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm going to circle it back to Kelty because it's so like, it's just. So I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a high school teacher. I've taught English most of my career and mm-hmm. in English class, the word paradox comes up a lot. Like you have to learn. It's one of the vocabulary right. words or whatever. And it's quickly maybe not quickly, but it's become my favorite word in the English language because on a really high level, the definition of paradox is something that makes sense, but doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when we talk about having a, whether you're the person with a disability or disability adjacent as a parent would be somebody that's got a close relationship, you know, yes, there's all kinds of limits that get put on your life. And so it shouldn't make sense that those limits are freeing or, but they are like, it's the perfect example of a paradox. Like everything that has changed, had to change in my life because Kelty is in it. The kind of house we buy, the kind of vacations we take, the kind of things we can do, all of those quote unquote limits have been so powerful as learning tools for me to look at our world what I value in it, what I'd like to see changed, um, how I connect with other people, the empathy that comes from just seeing the world through that lens mm-hmm. um, has been so freeing for me. Like I, yeah. I jokingly say it, but I really say it because I think it's true. Like without having lived with, like without having a Kelty in my life, I'd be a jerk. Like I do. I think that I would be a jerk because the amount of situation, and I don't claim to ever know someone else's lived experience, but having the lens of disability in my life has allowed me to look at people's all kinds of challenges mm-hmm. with a different, with so much more empathy. My best example of that is, you know, we had professional development teachers last year and the entire thing was anti-racism, which was wonderful. And we had a, um, a professor from the university talking a lot and there's a lot of discussion about racism and anti-racism. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I asked the question cause I'd been thinking it all the way along. I said, you know, like I am a, I'm like very close to the center of the wheel of privilege, right? Like I'm a, you know, non-disabled, educated white person, yeah. you know, all those things. And I said, but because of Kelty in my life, she's given me this window into 
you know, minor, minority experience. Sure. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And I asked the professor, I said, is it appropriate for me to use those experiences to kind of try to understand what it might be for someone who was not born in the center of that wheel of privilege? And, and she kind of said, absolutely. She says, that's what we all need more of is to, yeah. you know, so to circle back to your question, you know, the limitations I'm using air quotes here, you know, those have been the most freeing for me because they give you perspective. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is what leads to change. Like that's the most important thing. So the paradox is, yeah, the limits have, I've learned so much that they're actually the most freeing thing that's ever happened mm-hmm. to me. Oh, so that's a great answer. Well, for thank sure. you for the answer. It's really it is great. a really good answer. It's a really good answer. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I like that because it touches on a little bit about being an ally, you know, like for me, mm-hmm. I'm able-bodied, you know, I might have ADHD, but I'm, you know, otherwise, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, privileged as well. But yeah, it's that, how do I sort of support, you know, the voices, you know, and this is part of it, you know, giving them the platform, but yep. not trying not to speak for them, but just yep. sort of like help amplify. Yeah, I saw yep. a TikTok the other day of this big gym bro. And he was saying about how he saw this, you know, heavyset woman in a wheelchair at the gym. And he just stopped and stared at her and thought, wow, how inspiring she is to be there doing that. And in that he had tears in his eyes. And then he told her how inspiring she was. And she was so thankful. And I commented and I said, are you sure? (laughs) Because like, Like I said, I'm not disabled, but from what I know, they don't want to be inspiring. You, she, you shouldn't be inspired that she's doing something that everybody does every day, yeah, like yeah. to stop and, and do that. I said, you're actually making it worse. Like, yeah, like just do carry on. Like, don't worry yeah. about her. Like, but and by, was by... so moved and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, it's so great that you called that out because from what I understand and what I would imagine, and actually what I've seen with Kelty is that when you look at someone disabled and you call them or react to them as though they're inspirational, it seems lovely, but it's just like the story I told about, you know, Kelty having a disabled child and her being sad about that mm-hmm. laced in that is the assumption that being disabled is tragic. And so just the simple fact that you exist and have made it to the gym, like living your life as a, like just going about your life and not being inspirational (laughs) implies that your life is awful and that you're still living it. Your life's crap, but you're still showing up to the gym. So Mm, good for you. Like, that's the problem. Right. So I'm so, that's such a great, so glad you called that. I'm like, no, I'm like, it just was, oh, I was just like. Ooh, the way he was gushing about it and about yeah. how he was saying, oh, I made her life because I told her how inspirational she was. And she was so thankful. And it's like, she was probably just trying to be nice back, but really yeah. inside she's like, yeah. just shut up. What they don't understand is they're putting much more pressure and much mm-hmm. more, more um, insecure. Well, not insecurity, depending on how you're, mine is set mm-hmm. but but for a person who's not fully confident yet what you're saying is you're an inspiration yeah you might think it's a confidence boost but it's not because yeah. you're putting you're putting more pressure on the person with a disability on it mm-hmm. and so that person becomes uh more pressure and more pressure that if he or she achieves what what she's looking to achieve when she doesn't achieve it she she or he doesn't achieve it he will go down instead of going up mm-hmm. but we know that we're all going to fall eventually and we have to get up right mm-hmm. so the more inspiration they're putting us to do or they're putting us on a little box the more dangerous it is for a person with a disability that's what mm-hmm. i think personally and i gotta believe it's pretty othering right to just yeah. like if yeah. you were just if either one of well, if, if I was just walking to the mall and somebody came up and told me I was inspiring, I'd be like, well, what? am I weird? Why? Like, what? yeah. like, <laughs> Why? like what's wrong with me? Like, what what's do you mean so... I'm inspiring yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm in my life? So that I, I, I mean, I've seen it with Kelty. We were in 
I'm sure you have stories. I saw, I found, stumbled across some blog or website that was like things abled or ableists say, or, you know, yeah. and it was people with disabilities yeah. just talking about all of the comments that they've had over the yeah. years. And we've had a few, but we were in, in, it was the first time for me, we were in West Edmonton mall in a clothing store and these two women came up to Kelty and they, they just got down and they looked at her and they said, Oh, I am so sorry. And we will pray for you. Uh, we will pray oh for man. you. And we are yeah. so, so sorry. And Kelty looked at me like they had three heads. She was like, oh, what? what is yeah. happening? And I was like, I kind of said, I, I mean, you got to be nice. Like the man yeah. in the gym that you just described, or sorry, the woman yeah. in the gym, pardon me. Yeah. You, you know, I was kind of like, thank you, but she's fine. Yeah. And I kept confusing her a little yeah. bit. Like, she's fine. Like we're just shopping. So, you know, yeah. and it was, oh my God. anyway, it was just my first moment of that. And it's very othering and it's very like, there's, there's pressure. Cause Kelty's going away from me. Like, why? I'm like, fine. Like she's I'm fine. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> Kelty's probably like, I'm not dying. Yeah. I'm I'm dying. Dying. I kind of, we said afterwards, we joked and I said, Kelty, we'll pray for them. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but oh, anyway yeah that's what a great conversation that you folks oh with. this was awesome oh, no God. i was looking forward to this so much and and yeah we'll have to have kelty on if she yeah, absolutely. is interested i will put it past her she gets a little bit shy when it comes to stuff like this she also hates yeah. it when i tell stories about her so <laughs> oh i know my daughter i can't i, I can't even yeah, yeah so many times i'll just mention a little we ran into somebody we went to pumpkins after dark and there yeah. was this Star Wars guy there. And I said, oh, that was the guy that was at your birthday like years ago. Yeah. And when we walked by him, I said, I think you did her birthday party a little while ago. And he's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And we walked away and she was like, oh, my God. And Just I'm like, mom, I said, it was your idea to have the party. Like you liked Star Wars at that time. And like, I went all out for you. And she was so embarrassed. Just don't if she listened to, to this podcast at all, she would be so embarrassed that I mentioned don't. her every single time. Yeah, well, we, had, we had a radio interview about Kel inclusive CBC and Kelty mm-hmm. came with me and she did great. She answered the questions and, but I finished it off by telling this story and I'm going to do it again. Cause it's such a sweet story, but you know, like, uh, but she was so, she was like head in the lap, like mom, I hate you. But it, it really drives the point home and probably a good way to close about why this agency is so important. So uh, yeah. this was last year. She was talking about this, this classmate of hers who she had a crush on and she wanted to write a note to them to let, let, let them know. And we were talking about it. And I said, you know, honey, you have to understand that you might write this note and they might not yeah. reciprocate. They might not respond, like just be prepared. And she was kind of like, okay, it's fine. So she goes off to school with her note and her bag and she, and she gets home from school today. I said, did you pass the note? And she said, yeah. And I said, what did they say? And she said, nothing. And I said, well, honey, I was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I'm famous. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, girl, like, absolutely. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm not worried about what they like. It was sort of like their loss. I'm famous. Exactly. I love it. I love right. And I exactly. thought, okay, this is why we are doing this. <laughs> This yes. is why this agency exists so that you can tell people you have a crush on who aren't interested in you. Yeah. It doesn't matter because you're famous and who cares. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I got a photo shoot tomorrow anyway. See yeah. you later. I got to go wash my hair. <laughs> See you later. That's exactly oh, it. I, I love that. Yeah. No, if yeah. she ever, yeah, run it by her. It'd be I great. Will. I've always talked about having somebody little from that perspective, like youth come on and, and yeah. talk. If she ever is interested, you just, I will. Yeah, I will please do. Please do. I will. Yeah. We would love to talk to her for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Katie, yes. for being here. It's, it's been such well. a delight for mm-hmm. to be able to hear what you what you're doing and with with uh, this wonderful agency that you have. It's fantastic, and uh, I would encourage people to look at it. If you know of anybody who has uh, disability who might be interested in in, mm-hmm. in looking at this, uh, please. Sure that would be great and i should say also like we talked a lot about you know uh, disabled folk in front of the camera quote unquote but we are also you know it's important to us to have people on the other side too other side. disabled photographers makeup artists hairstylists I know. you know anybody no in this industry in yes yeah so <laughs> we had a one of the photo shoots we did in vancouver we uh found a makeup artist who was a wheelchair user and like that's just that is also highly important to us mm-hmm. as well. It's just anybody in that industry to to 
be connected. So anybody, anybody listening to this that has any interest, check out our website. It's Kello Inclusive, K-E-L-L-O, inclusive.org. All the information to connect with us personally and to apply or to ask questions, it's all available on the website. Yeah, perfect. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Cool. We'll have that on the show notes for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. And thank you for our listeners to take the time to listen to this show. It's been a delight. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Leah, for for once again approaching Katie <laughs> to uh, yeah. be a part Glad of our I show. <laughs> thank you so much for that. And uh, yeah, so please the rest of the listeners uh continue to support us and have yourself a wonderful day and we'll see you the next time and don't forget to live your life without limits